This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, and others with topics that will pique your curiosity. I'll be your host, Taj. Trying to break even Bills I always see them Up to my neck they swimming Part of life is living Stress gonna be a given I don't seek free will Rather seek free meals Hunger's not a joke And neither is retail Most of us rockin' nine to five Just to get by The company cares about dollar signs You the bottom line, bottom line you trapped, the world got you confined while you're scraping for dimes And this just be the life and times of everybody that's just trying to fly Trying to be G5 Today, I'm talking with Ace Clark about his socially conscious album titled Black Privilege. Ace Clark, welcome to Books, Beats, and Beyond, man. What's going on? Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Hey, your name, your name, Ace Clark. Is that your government? Is that is that your real name? I mean, to me, it's my government. My last name is Clark, so okay. I kept that. Okay. And um, the first letter of my name starts with an A. Okay. I literally took my initials AC. And I was like, what kind of sound like Ace? We're going to run with that. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's how I okay. kind of came up with it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Does the Ace mean anything in particular for you? And, nah, it, I mean, it's, it's my favorite card. What's up? But, uh-huh. six. Right. but other than that, you know, it, I, I'm not too deep when it came to the name. <laughs> I just, I, I was like, yo, I just want to rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you do a good job of representing the Ace to me with, with, with this project. Uh, I definitely say that, man. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that so much. Yeah. I, I just really wanted to have something to say. You know, anytime you get a platform, no matter how big, no matter how small, I was always told you got to say something with that. Right. So if I was going to rap, I made sure I had something to say when I rap. Right. And you definitely do. So so what specifically like influenced you to become an MC? So, I mean, I grew up in a day and age where like hip hop was like so influential to like growing up. Like, I feel like my life is the real life version of like Brown Sugar. Uh-huh. I grew up a, a Jay Z fiend. I grew up a Big L fiend. I grew up Biggie. Like, knowing these lines, reciting these lines, quoting these people in day to day conversations. And um, when you come from the projects, when you come from the hood, um, 
hip hop is so ingrained in like your day to day because they're telling the same story that you are living. Yeah. And um, when you hear it, it makes it seem like, oh, if they got out, I could get out too. It's, it's, it's a hopeful story. Right. And when you come when you come up in the hood, if you're a basketball or hip hop, right. or, or nobody tells you you could be a teacher or a doctor, like you hear those things and they sound far fetched. Right, right. Because you see your peers becoming doc- you see your peers becoming rappers. Your peers are going to the NBA. Those, those look like realistic um, things, even though they're like really hard to do. Exactly. They look more realistic than being a doctor. Right. Even though a doctor is probably more realistic. Because nobody like it's not as many of us going for it. Exactly. But we don't th- we don't know that coming up. Exactly. And and what 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 you're you you grew up in New York City, right? <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Bedside, Brooklyn. Bedside. Um, literally the same neighborhood as like most deaf. Most deaf was one building over from me. Okay. The same stomping ground as a Talib Kweli. The same stomping ground as Jay Z, Fabulous. Like we all talk about the same Bedside streets, the same Skazoo streets. You know, oh we're yeah. All in the same area. Yeah. Literally, yeah. I'm one projects over from where Jay Z's from. Jay Z's from Marcy. I was from Roosevelt. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I spent about a decade in Brooklyn. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know, like Lewis between Pulaski and Hart. Yeah. Literally, most Def was across the street from the building I'm from. I'm from 83. He was from the 109. Wow. So literally across the street. Did you ever bump into him, or was that a to- nah, okay, like, totally <laughs> different? Okay. <laughs> nah, I wish. Um, that, that's that's one of my idols. He's one of the reasons I started. I'm writing like Mos Def. Hearing somebody say Roosevelt on the track or talk about Best Stop Brooklyn and right. be like so close by, knowing he came from that building. Yeah, that was cool for me. Yeah, coming up and seeing Mano. Mano's from my oh, block. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. like seeing people like Mano blow up from the block, seeing um people like Little Kim come through in the neighborhood from the block. You know, these are people I see on my block. Oh yeah. Um, seeing Sky Zoo from the ground up right. from my area. So. These people influenced me. Talib, Talib was literally like in my neck of the woods every day, or green every every day. Yeah. So like these are people that walk the same blocks as me, and they made it out. Yeah. So that was that. That made it easy to want to become an MC because they laid a blueprint of yo. We made it out from the same like, the places as you. Right. And too bad. Too bad you didn't cross most death's path because you. I know you probably would have collabed with a man. You, you got. You got yeah, a good I thing mean, of. It, Make, collabing with people. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think it's far off. Personally. You're right. No, no, I don't think um, so either. <laughs> I think all of these things are just you know getting in the same spaces as these people. Right. I remember I met Kwali a couple years ago, and um, I would have never thought we'd get on the same track together. But yeah. my good friend, um, another rapper, Bishop Lamont, Bishop Lamont kind of like made that happen. Bishop Lamont was like, "Yo, you the new age Kwali." Him and Skies who love calling me that. They're like, "You the new age Kwali." <laughs> like you got um, you got all you got all that Kwali juice because we both speaking about a lot of the same things, right? And trying to bring awareness to a lot of the same causes, and we both come from the same gutter, so right. we tell that story, right? And and you know, I, I'm interested to know your answer to this question when um, when you think about you know your love for hip hop. What song comes to mind? Um, it's about it's a couple of songs. Personally, I always think about "God" by Mos Def. Ah, God yeah. was one of my favorite songs. Um, personally, I like "Just to Get By" Quali. Mm-hmm. Um, like those songs from my mind, Eric Sermon, um, "Just Like Music." Mm-hmm. Like those are songs that when I hear them, I felt good when I heard them. Right. And um, like I like music like that where the music moves you. Where you can remember where you were, what you were doing when you first heard it. You can remember the weather, the people. Right. Like, that's music. Right. And not to say, like, nowadays we don't got that. Because I think these um these, young, these new artists out, 
Like, I don't knock them. I think they're telling their truth. They're right. telling their story. They're, they're, they're identifying with what they know. So, um, even if, you know, even if the climate of hip-hop isn't the same, who am I to not, like, you know, right. not support that or not like that or, or be negative about it? Um, I always say, if I don't like something, um, pretty much, it's just not for me. Right. Who am I to say that's whack? Right, yeah. Whack exactly. is subjective. Somebody might think my shit whack. That's right. <laughs> right, right. No, you, so, you, you're totally on point come, with that. I come from that where like if you don't like it it's just not for you right. like who am I to deem what you're doing less less relevant than what I'm doing right, right. and um there's people out there that identify to you like all, all of us are making music as an escape from some kind of demon or some kind of you know background and we don't know who we're touching with our music mm-hmm. somebody might really be out here popping pills and hear one of these songs and be like yo he knows what I'm talking about and um you know feel at peace with that I don't encourage you know um, all this pill popping, but you never know what what this music's doing for somebody. Right, music is therapy. That's right. That's right. And and just listening to the album, I was I was wondering myself, what what came first, your love for singing or your love for rhyming? Because you you got you got, you, <laughs> you can sing, man. So I started off as a choir boy. I grew okay. up like um, my my family wasn't that religious or nothing, but um, I used to always hear music at the church. Mm. And then I wanted to be a part of that. And then I was in school and I would join everything. Like, I lived in a bad neighborhood. I lived in, you know, bad style mm-hmm. in, the, in the 90s and right. the 2000s. So it's still bad. So I would try to stay in school as long as possible. Mm. So I joined everything. I joined school band. I joined choirs. I joined everything I could do. I joined basketball teams. I joined anything that kept me out in school because home wasn't always the best environment. Well, being, in, being out in the street wasn't a good environment at all. So and that's interesting I that you did that, though. School. Because, you know, it's hard yeah, like, for I, I kids your age to even have that kind of foresight <laughs> to be like, nah, I don't want to be out there. Let me, you know, try to keep myself active, you know? Yeah, I caught on. Because, like, home, home, like, um, you know, like anybody growing up in the 90s, there's a lot of addiction going yeah. on. So I grew up in a home like that. And um, even though, you know, it wasn't as bad as my, my peers a lot of times, just knowing that it was around or active, yeah, I knew that... I knew that I wasn't going to survive if I had to be around that. You had it in the household, term. you said. Wow. Yeah, so I yeah, I knew school was the, um, the best way to get out of um, yeah. that environment. And then when I wasn't in school, I, I, I joined the church. You did like, what? Um, I joined the church. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I ended up going to church and getting into music there. I wasn't super religious, but I knew that. I knew music was at church. Right, right. So I went, so I went and I learned the songs. And, you know, I, I ended up, you know, finding some kind of religious balance. Yeah. But I'm not the most, like, religious person. Right. But um, church opened up my eyes to, like, how to sing in an organized group. So mm-hmm. learned how to do harmonies, learned how to do, you know, backup vocals, learned how to be the lead. So I got a lot of structure from church and a lot of community. Mm-hmm. I also know how to interact with people more. So, so when did you combine that with hip hop? And and once you talk about that, I'm surprised you kind of. I, I guess you, you kind of answered the question why you didn't go more into the faith based hip hop. You know <laughs> that that movement. So so I break it down to you. So pretty much for me, um, I started I started rapping when I didn't like my singing voice anymore. Oh, so you know okay. I was singing young. So I went through puberty, and I wasn't rocking with the voice. I was uh, like, oh, man. I used to be a voice of crying. I used to really go, go hot. Oh, yeah, okay. So my voice started changing. I don't like it. I'm like, I like music, though. Mm-hmm. So I just started writing raps and stuff, and um, mostly the bad girls. And then, um, 
and yeah, then I found myself actually rapping and liking it, and then realizing that yo, I, I like I, I want real hooks. I want the hooks that I grew up on. I want uh, the big yeah. girl hooks. Right, right, right. I right. want this. I want that. And then realizing that a lot of singers is Hollywood. Nobody want to give you beats. Nobody mm-hmm. want to jump on your hooks. So I got to the point where I was like, I'm gonna start doing this stuff myself. Right. I'm gonna sing. To, I'm gonna sing till I start sounding good enough. I'm gonna rap till I start rapping good enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm try to compose music till I start making it sound good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got to where I'm at today. Like just literally, if you're not gonna do it for me, I'm gonna do it till I get it right. Yeah, I mean, and you do a good job, man. I mean, that's you know, because <laughs> I I used to MC a little bit, and sometimes just want to get someone to sing in a hook. That's hard to find, you know. And if you could do your own, yeah, it's hard. <sighs> You know? So for me, I I didn't want to wait around no more. Right. And I think that being you know being frustrated with people not wanting to like rock with you in the beginning, because right. when you when you just starting out, everybody's like, nah, you don't take seriously. Right. And then as you start getting into it, people start looking at the numbers, and if the numbers don't line up, they don't want to work with you. Because right. we're in a day and age where it's not about talent. Like back in the day, Diddy and all these dudes used to find talent and yes. develop it, right. and they'll bring out they'll bring you out if you were dope, and they would just work on you. And you and they care more about how dope you were. Right. Nowadays, you could have eighty thousand followers and be doodle, and, right. and they'll bring you to the they'll bring you to the spotlight. You could be the best thing since sliced bread and have three hundred followers, right. and they'd be like, "Yo, get your buzz up." Right, exactly. It's like they got. I don't know if they got a little lazy. I I, I don't know. I I can't even. I can't even. Now the call game it. changed. Um, making money changed. Yeah. Before, like, is is part of our fault as a consumer. Yeah. We started accepting things that weren't, you know, of quality. Think right. about it. Back in the day, like when Drake first came out and he was doing Blackberry freestyles, mm-hmm. we would talk about Drake like, yo, put your Blackberry down, really freestyle, boy. Right. And now it's okay. <laughs> now it's socially acceptable to have ghost readers. Mm-hmm. And um, the game has changed because back in the day, we all knew like the locks rang for Diddy and we never considered Diddy an MC. Right. But nowadays, you could be a top five MC with, with a whole team of writers. Right. Because, you know, the game is different. That's so and interesting to me. We, we accepted that. Yeah. It's so interesting. We it's like that. it's like hip hop <laughs> is getting the kind of credibility that R and B gets. Like we know most of those mm-hmm. singers don't write their music. You know, and <laughs> we don't we don't care about it. But now that's exactly. starting to come over to hip hop and I don't know how to feel about it in a sense, because I know I don't know. There's a lot that goes into to me. I don't know why I look at it different than well, I think I know why, because there's a lot that goes into writing lyrics. While a singer mm-hmm. a singer might not be able to write lyrics, but man, they got some pipes on them. You know? Their voice can sell it. Yep. Right. I don't know. So, so my thing in, in hip hop, I, I personally give more credibility to the person that's writing the bars. Yeah. So my top five, like Black Thought's my favorite rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. So I always start there, like Black Thought, Most Deaf, Quali. Um, Redman, you know, those are people I I take really seriously. Right. LL Cool J, like masters of that craft, right? And masters of that pen. So for me, I start there. Like, yo, let me hear what you what you what you coming up with, what you breaking out with, because you you could really be like to me, you could be dope, but if you can't write it, right? Like Fifty's a great writer. That's what Jairo is a great writer. Right. Those dudes were fire. And then the industry started changing. It went more towards how many clicks can you get? I know. And um, I don't want to blame ringtone rap or blame Soldier Boy or blame the South mm. because there's plenty of people in the South that were credible. Oh, absolutely. Like you had you had um Ti, mm-hmm. you got um you had um CeeLo Green and mm-hmm. when he was with, was that Phil Mob? Yeah, Goody Mob. Yeah. Yeah, Goody Mob. Yeah, you had them. You had um Trick Daddy. Yeah. You had people that really really was making music right so i don't blame this on you have a ghost face 
like Ghostface is one of my top ten favorite yeah. rappers. Like, yeah. like Ghostface, Ghostface was fire. He was rapping better than most New York rappers. Absolutely. And um, I tell people like I don't blame the South for hip hop demise. I blame you know us as consumers. What what we allow. Yeah. My thing yeah. is, if you allow it, then it becomes acceptable. Yeah, it's it's just unfortunate that. <sighs> Because even as consumers, a lot of consumers don't even know what they want. Like, no one knew they wanted the iPhone. But when that shit came out, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So it, it's it, it, it's kind of tough. But, um, you know. But, but, but then it's like we, we act like it doesn't exist. Like, yeah. like Kuali could drop an album today and we, we won't even know. know. Or we'll say, yo, it is no real hip-hop. But then they drop an album and we don't support it. Right. So, like, we want people to drop real hip-hop. We keep talking about it. Y'all want this. I want that. And when mm-hmm. it come out. What do we do? Do we support it? Do we stand behind it? No. Yeah. So we're part of the problem because right. if we supported um the the lyricist the way we supported you know the popular rapper, they would be one and the same. Because yeah. I think there is a place where they can coexist. Yeah, you absolutely. can have your you can have your Nicki Minaj's and have your Lawrence Hills. Yeah. You can have your um Soldier Boys and have your um Jay Z's. Right. You can you can have J Cole and you can turn around and have um Lil Yachty. Right. Because I like Lil Yachty, I like Migos. I think all that music has its place. Mm-hmm. I think, but I think we need to subgenre it. Right. I think there needs to be a platform <laughs> like 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 Books Beats and Beyond <laughs> that's brave enough to to show that to to bring out the balance, not just look at worry about the numbers, but also put out the art too. Like focus on all exactly. different. I think that's what's missing, and I think that was what was pretty cool about growing up. You probably watched. Um, uh, Rap City, the basement, and all that. You had of that. Course, you had the combination nigga. of both of them. You know, it was. But after yep. a while, it started to fade out too. But there was this one time where you got both that balance, and I, I, I can feel it coming back. Uh, un, unless, because think about yeah. it, like when Little Wayne, little, when Little Wayne was up there, like think about Little Wayne. Little Wayne's a perfect example of somebody who wasn't that lyrical in the beginning. Right. He was never that lyrical in the beginning. He always was a vibe, mm-hmm. and then he started getting lyrical. Because when he was sixteen, and he was rapping like the block is hot. Yeah, there was right. not lyrical about that. Yeah, he just it's just a good vibe. Right. And they made good music, and then he started rapping, and he started mixing the two. Ti too. Ti he 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 was lyrical, but mm-hmm. Ti hooks were fire. Rubber right. band man, right. like we 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 bought into um. They, they they always like music is always supposed to be a vibe, mm-hmm. but I think we got to get back to like focusing on the content, right. and focusing on the message. Hip hop's about the message. Yeah. The thing that made hip hop so dangerous, and the reason why these people are only promoting what they're promoting, is because hip hop always been dangerous. Hip hop tell you to go to college. Carrots one was talking about headed for self destruction, do the college, yeah, thinking of a master plan, like we're trying to beat the system. Right. And now it's so much about. You'll take these drugs, get get out of your thoughts, get out of your emotions, get out of your feelings, become a zombie almost. Yeah. And I think that's more about big pharmacy companies. I think it's a whole thing. Pharmacy companies and hip hop, there's a partnership there, I definitely believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely believe that there's also a sense of um, you know, if they if they get educated and, and they start to realize what we're doing, how we're systematically playing them, mm-hmm. you know, there's gonna be some some repercussions. So yeah. let's put the dumb dumb music on the radio. Because I my know. thing is, why can't there be a balance? Why can't I hear Mos Def Absolutely. on one station and then the next station hear Lil Yachty? Absolutely. Why, why do I have to hear the same five songs on every station 
and that's all I get. Exactly. And I don't get a choice unless I unless I plug up my playlist mm-hmm. or unless I go and dig in for, dig in for it. Right? Why can't it be easily accessible? Right? Because when people think about hip hop, they don't really break it down into the different categories of it. Right? Mm-hmm. They just look at it as oh, this is something you play in the club. All they do is throw money at each other and 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 women shake their butts. Right? But rock, <laughs> but rock has but rock has a subcategory like so many heavy metal. So and many. There's, there's grunge and there's this and there's that. And we do it with jazz. Exactly. We got swing and we got bebop and we got so I can't hip hop stick. Exactly. We have trap hip hop. We have lyrical hip hop. We have boom bap. Yep. Like it's all different. All different. And um, why can't we all coexist? Yeah. I think it comes down to like you know, they 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 care about the clicks. Yeah. Like um, even with all my features and even with all the things that are happening for me, um, it's a challenge because literally when you want to go up to X Y and Z to promote the album more. You want to go up there to spit a verse, you have to hear that, oh, we're backed up, we're, we're overbooked, we got to put, um, we got to bring Smoke Purple up here. And that, it's like, it's cool, yeah. you got to bring Smoke Purple up, but they're like, yeah, he's the priority because he's going to get us 100,000 clicks. I know, ridiculous. Yeah, we believe your music is, you know, phenomenal, but you're only 1,000 clicks right now. But so they act like, they about, act like they don't have, come on, they don't act, these, these are some huge companies, they act like they don't have like uh, a good 30 minutes in the day just to play like unsigned hype or you know just some other stuff they act like they can't do that <laughs> you know what i mean no, they, it, 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 they, they can't you know why it cuts into their bottom line when you think crazy. only about profit yeah. you think about your bottom line all the time so that 30 minutes is 30 minutes of money we missing crazy. 30 minutes times times a week that's three hours of money we missing. yeah three hours times that by the two three hours a day that's times that by a month you know oh, look at all the money we missing yeah that's how they think yeah. So yeah, you think in just thirty minutes, they're thinking how that thirty minutes affects the whole grand scheme of things right. over a month, over a quarter, and and then it's like, yo, yeah, it was cool. We, we care about the culture, but not at the expense of our money. Exactly, and that that's always been the hard thing between art and business, man. Finding that medium has always been hard, man. It's always been hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so let's talk about the album Black Privilege. I love the name of that album. It's 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 like an oxymoron based on how we live in today. But can you break down break down that? So so I titled the album Black Privilege for a couple of reasons. Um one, we there's no such thing as me as black privilege. Like white privilege is the ability to, to have affluenza or to do a crime and get away with it, or to get sentenced less for a crime, or you know, different things like that. Yeah. Or to be able to grow up and not have to fear for your life, or grow up and actually make it to twenty five and to be normal. Right. Like Kanye said, um, we're supposed to make it past twenty five. The jokes on you, we still alive. Right. Like in our communities, make it to eighteen. It's like you know, you old, bro. Right. And and and, it, and it's real. Like right. Coming out where I came up, if you made it to twenty one, we celebrate that. Like you, you, you got half life, bro. Right. Like people in their forties was old. That's OG. That's old mm-hmm. because we don't we don't get that in our name. We don't get that privilege to make it to eighty five. And I said on the album, "Black don't crack." Right. Um, literally, because we don't get to make it to like the cracking ages. Hmm. We don't make it to eighty and sixty and none of those. We make it to thirty five and go as big homie on the block. Right. So um, I named the album "Black Privilege" for that. But I also named the "Black Privilege" because. The album is a black pride. I want you to feel good when you hear it. Definitely so I'm do. trying to instill some kind of black privilege in you. So this is your black privilege. The, the ability to know that you are this and you are worth something and you have you have a, a more value than they want to show you. So we're, we're privileged to be black because they want to be like us. We're the most imitated people. Mm-hmm. We're the most copied. We're the most, you know, admired. Mm-hmm. Because you go to Tokyo, you go to different parts of the world, and they, they copy our dance moves. They copy our culture. Yeah. 
or you have white appropriation where they, they wear dreads like us and they can get job, jobs with dreadlocks. But if you're black with dreadlocks, you got to cut it if you want that job. <laughs> and it's like, they take our culture. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Our culture is being used and used and used and used yep. for money and for profit and for, you know, enjoyment. But it's not accepted. Exactly. It's only accepted when, it, when they're cutting a check for it. That's it. And um, it's a privilege to be us because you want to be us so bad. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. You don't want to accept us, right? And I think the interesting so, um, thing about uh, being black is we're not at our apex, man, and pe- <laughs> and people still copy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think, like, think about it. <laughs> you know, think about it. Four hundred years of slavery, yeah, and we're not even that far behind. When you think about all the laws, the Jim Crow laws, all the things passed to limit our um, growth, mm-hmm. and we're still able to get a black president. Right. We're still able to get politicians. We're still able to run communities. We're still able to be the best in sports. Mm-hmm. We're still able to be, you know, the top-notch citizens. And when you got people like, even though Ben Carson went off the wagon, <laughs> yeah. to say you got a black neuro, to say you got a black neurologist, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. To say that they're black astronauts, to say that they're, you know, we we we've conquered so much yeah. with everything stacked against us. Yeah. The most resilient people. Yeah, and and let me so, just uh, let the listeners know that that's just talking about what happened to us during slavery. <laughs> if we take it back to like ancient times, man, you look at the stuff mm-hmm. happening in ancient Egypt. The Greeks used to study us all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. It was copied even back <laughs> so, then. So it, it, it exactly. Look at yeah. the pyramids. We were admired. Like we we were the master builders. We had all the resources. All the raw resources came from Africa mm-hmm. and India and all these places mm-hmm. that were inhabited by us. Mm-hmm. And the, you you take our um you take our resources and you imperialize us and you you break us down and look at us now. Right. Right. And still being copied. See, that's what I'm trying yep, to say. Still. <laughs> so, and still, yeah. Yeah. And, and and then you bring us to a place. Think about it. We got brought to a place we didn't want to be. Absolutely. And then you brought us here and then you want to, oh, you can't have any rules. Well, you brought me here. Let me go back to where I can have my rules. <laughs> so let, let's really break it down. And then look at look at what we live in today. Yeah. I, I was talking to somebody the other day. And I said, they make you pay for um 23andMe or Ancestry. So they take you from Africa, right? Mm-hmm. And then... They charge you a hundred and something dollars. You can find out where you're from. <laughs> where you're from so right. think about the game. Yeah. Like every everything is a game, and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even even through all of that, we still rise. We still um make our mark in this world. So that's black privilege. Like no matter how far we are back in the game, we always win at the end. If you know Maxine, you know I ain't too far behind Best friends turn love but the apple of my eye I know that even through the downpour She's someone I be down for, accountin' for I know she gon' be by my side I think it's time we have a seat and let the names match I even got my best man, we go way back I spit the rap to him about it or He was type hesitant Body language looked like I snatched him out his element I let the convo go, we proceeded to politics Since sixth grade he been my fam A true partnership My cousin saying talk marriage, see why he paused you A true brother really gon' want it all for you So I bring up the man his thoughts seem scattered, he won't make eye contact, no usual laughter He said I gotta talk to you, but it's about Max He told me here I'm out and then he asked me to relax I know you picked up on the vibe like you found college radio on your AM dials How I describe what I'm seeing Now before I spill from the very cup I sip my tea in Are we clear on the green? We aren't perfect human beings And that goes for me, you, and your new being, Queen Maxine 
who knew me when I was wildin' out Tryna chase the cat And if I ain't hit a home run I slid in the first base And I never lost my place to bat Had to face the facts That my past came back to haunt me When I saw you give a warm embrace to Max Because I kept this from you Don't think that I am numb to how you feel But I'ma keep it real There's plenty times she used to chill and come through And we did our thing before she ever claimed you king Thought it would be a fling Now you talking about exchanging rings I see y'all starting to jail too Don't think I ain't have a heart I just didn't have a heart to you tell you You expect me to just take it in stride Let it slide, a true brother would've swallowed his pride Pulled me aside, if it wasn't the past Should've made it clear from jump right now I wanna take the air out your lungs You can't even look me straight in the face Make no mistake, you lost all the trust it took Many years to create, I'ma address Maxine I ain't blaming you entirely But I thought our brotherhood would've took priority You say you wished it was a fling to justify You ever thought how I felt from the other Side. I wanna cause you pain. How can I look at your mother? Daughter killing a nigga, really killing a brother. You had many times to make this right. It's black and white, despicable. Get out of my sight because I might be tempted, conflicted to bust you in your snot box. Go back like manhunt, still a bacon hopscotch. It's type sad, now you got me in my bag. I just lost all of the love I ever had. But someone that's an ally took my enemy to task. I was my brother's keeper, now that time is coming past. We just played the song Maxine. This joint right here had <laughs> had me tight, man. Just thinking about if I was in this situation. Like, did this did this really happen to you? Nah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I, like, um, I was wrapping up the album, and I was like, "Yo, I gotta give people a story." I was like, "I know I was really political on the album. I know I was also really like lovey lovey, but I'm like." I need to show people, yo, I like just rap, the essence of rap, mm-hmm. just the story. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna tell a story. I'm like, won't be some foul joint to happen. <laughs> I was like, imagine finding out your man's mm. gut and shorty, mm. um, right before you about to like spend the rest of your life with her. Mm-hmm. He ain't never tell you this shit, boy. Damn. So I call up Scott. I, I call up Elza, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm tell a story. Da 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 da. And he's like, yo, that's kind of foul. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, yo, I need you to play the bad guy, though. And um, <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm with it. I never told him that it was going to be a, a third verse. Mm. So I'm like, yo, pretty much, I'm going to act like I'm with a shorty. you about to break me off with the bad news. And then I'm gonna, I'll am let you, I'll let you hear what happened from there. Mm. So I, 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 I laid down the first verse. He laid down the second verse. I recorded the third verse. I sent it off to him. I'm like, yo, what you think about that? He's like, yo, you playing me, bro? <laughs> I was like, right. I was like, I was like, that's how it gotta be. <laughs> I was like, people, people gonna relate to this, right? Everybody been in some kind of situation where, like, either you seeing something like this play out, yeah, or you could visualize it. You, you talking to your boy over a couple of beers and some information get out yeah. that ain't favorable. Like that, that's real life. But your man was really foul, though. <laughs> <laughs> yo, my, my my man was like, I was wilding now. Um, 
we did our thing before she ever claimed you king. I was like, yo, you should have told me. Right. I thought it, I, it was supposed to be a fling. Like, I was hoping I ain't make it. So I had to tell you. Right. Like, yo, hold up. What you mean? Right. <laughs> um, I see y'all starting to jail, too. Don't think I Just have watching. A heart. Like, I just ain't had a heart to tell you. I was like, gosh, you're your snob. Right. Like, because we so cool, it's like, I don't want to kill you, but right. I can't even look you straight in the face. Man. And it's like now I lost two people because now I can't look at white. I know she was doing the same, man. Like, dang, y'all just yes, foul. She didn't tell me, so she didn't tell me. And then uh, she had this secret. You had this secret, and y'all the two people closest to me. So mm-hmm. now I got nobody. Mm, yeah, so I know I'm, I'm, he's I'm, just I'm, alone now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dang. Um, don't, don't be surprised if you get a magazine part two. Though. That's what I'm uh, saying. The first person I'm telling that to is someone tied up. Are they tied up or something? <laughs> I mean, we're gonna see. We're gonna but, see. Uh, don't be surprised. <laughs> right. So how did how did you how were you able to collaborate with Elzai? How did that how did that work? So I know Elzai for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a thing uh, a joint venture with MySpace a couple of years ago, mm. and um, they gave me a chance to. Um, I, so Justin Timberlake had bought it, mm-hmm. and they brought on Pharrell and a couple other people, and they had this campaign. They were gonna discover artists, and they discovered me. But ultimately, when they did the marketing rollout, they decided to um, run a story on Riff Raff. Oh, and um, okay. Riff Raff was already famous at the time, but people didn't take the, the, the platform seriously because you're talking about artist discovery, but you come out right. with your lead campaign around Riff Raff. Mm. So it fell apart. Mm. And then, because the message wasn't like you know cohesive. It's like you were talking about artist discovery, exactly. but you didn't show the artists that you discovered. Right. So it fell through. But when I was there doing that whole um, campaign with them, they had got me in the studio. They said, who are some of your influences? Who would you like to work with? And um, one of the people I said, the main person I said was Elza at the time because I had just heard El Maddie. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was seeing them like, yo, I'm a non-Sam, but personally, I think he kind of like, did it right? Did mm-hmm. it a little better than us? Oh. And it wasn't. <laughs> no, but here's why I feel that way. Like, the, the reason Nas wins by default is because Nas wrote those lines when he was like right. 16. Yeah. But Elzai being older and more mature and able to sit with it mm-hmm. was able to dissect it. Mm-hmm. So Elzai, of course, had the advantage, the mm-hmm. handicap. Mm-hmm. So it's just the way Elzai flipped those stories. When he told One Love made it about a girl, right. I thought that was fire. Yeah. yeah. So when I heard those lines, I was like, I want to work with this guy. Just the way he plays with words. Mm-hmm. So we met and he ended up coming to a studio session, hearing me rap and stuff. And we never got on a record then, but I kept that relationship strong. Dope. So I just made sure I kept being consistent, kept hitting him up, kept being like in his ear. And um, he eventually heard my music and he started rocking with it. But, you know, he's still going through like, you know, trying to get himself out of depression, still like yeah. rocking, doing his life. Mm-hmm. So we lost a little touch. And then I just was like, yeah, I'm going to reach out. And I just took a shot in the dark and reached out before I wrapped up the album. He was like, yo, I'm with it. Dope, Jumped man. on the record. Um, we reconnected. Show me my love. Always been like you know, really supportive. Yeah, I definitely and, like the vibe um, you guys have. On album. You guys have a good vibe on that album. So uh, yeah, I definitely like to see more of that. Hope, hope that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more down the road. Like um, we we've been talking about more collaborations. Yeah. Um, literally, I would say like the um one of the biggest people that helped me make the album happen. I gotta give a lot of credit to Sky Zoo. Mm. like um sky zoo and that's right you you got a you got a, a song on the album called hard to breathe 
talk talk talk, yeah. talk about that. What, what's the what's the message you're truly trying to get across in that song? Just begun with distress, press your chest. You scream, you can't breathe. With your legacy is poverty. They put your dreams to sleep. Them badges legalize the largest gang. The TV profit off the pain. But you don't hear what I'm saying. The news really ain't new. Channel 5 and 11. Two Channel 7, it's honestly depressing That's why they never televise graduations Show weddings, that's just a few of my questions I wonder why we don't glorify births There's so many perks of the world and its works They just want you living in the square Gasping for air, your profit or fair Use your lies and despair to get up in your air But the flavor that I'm kicking gonna hit you like a snare And it's honestly everything they prefer Honestly, if I'm my brother's keeper Then it's me to protect them from the meek and the meager Cause most of them on the other side of that P89 Wouldn't have a piece of their heart to play it the same as mine Looking to me for the play-by Tuck it under the beat like Fela Fresh up out of the street like AI Streets robbed me but was educated properly Parents wouldn't send me to none of the schools by me Still sorta lean so none of the stoops surprised me Like 41 holes in the lobby
If you're enjoying Book Speeds and Beyond, do us a favor. Go into the show notes of any episode, click on the iTunes logo to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. What's the message you're truly trying to get across in that song? Um, I come from New York City. When I seen the Eric Gardner situation mm, mm. and, you know, how that played out, right. I wanted to be very literal on purpose. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be very deliberate in what I was talking about. And, and I want to get that message across that literally we are dying out here. Yep. And it is really hard to breathe. New York's already polluted with all the factories and stuff. Right. But it's also cops choking us out here for nothing. Khalid right. Browder went to jail and died in jail. Right. Like, even though he took his life. Right. He was dead long before he took his own life. That's true. Because of the system that we live in. And I wanted to bring, you know, all this police brutality, like Tamar Rice being 12 years old. Yeah. And the cops said we thought it was a 21-year-old man. Crazy. I'm like, nah, when you, like, they play us. Mm-hmm. And they and, and, and this game is like, you know, your life don't matter. Right. And you had a line in so, there. You had a line in there. You said, the line that stuck with me the longest when I was hearing the song, you said, uh, the TV profits off our pain. I was like, Phew. Mm-hmm. Yes. Think about the news. Mm-hmm. They never show a graduation, a birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, a, um, they never show nothing out the news. They never show graduation. They never say, yo, here's something positive. Hey, live at 6, 12 babies were born today and they're all healthy. Right. We don't get that. Mm-hmm. We get 15 dead in a fire, right. 16 dead in a shooting. Like, the news profits off of your fear. Yeah. Like, think about, like, Big Brother 1984. Right. Like, uh, it's really awesome. Like, yo, we want you to be scared of us. Right. We want you to not know what's going on. We want you to live off fear. Think about it. Yeah. Insurance companies wouldn't make money if people weren't scared to die right. and scared to leave behind bills. Right. Um, pharmacy, medical people wouldn't make money if diseases weren't here to scare you about living. Right. Like, everything is a fear tactic. And, um, I really want to bring light to that. Like, literally, the news could change perception of everything. Absolutely. People would have more faith in humanity if they seen more humanity daily. Yes. But at 6 o'clock and 4 yeah. o'clock and 3 o'clock, when you get the news, the breaking story, the first story is some, some crazy shit. Yeah. They yep. never start the news off with, like, look at this kitten or look at this positive. <laughs> right. You know, nothing, yeah. like, heartwarming. Yeah. They should at the end of the news. You realize the newscast is They should call the blues. And they're like, yo, think, think about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and 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 when I was thinking about that line, I was like, yeah, the news they they, they report it and they and they make profit off of advertisement from just reporting it. And then as I was thinking about the line, I even took it deeper. Like, dang, they profit off our pain even in entertainment, man. You know, when we talk about think about it. Yeah, you know, all the sad songs are the best songs. All the mo- sad movies are the best movies. If you think about it, no people don't people don't spend positivity. Like I always have a saying: if it's positive, it's gonna last a week. Mm-hmm. If it's negative, it's gonna last two. Right. Think about it. When, when people die, we're outraged and we march and we strike for two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. But if something good happened, we don't need to celebrate that joint for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, you're good for you. Thanks. Good job. And it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. So so how did how did you get on this track with Sky Zoo? I, you, I think you said you guys kind of grew up a little bit together. Yeah. yeah so Sky Zoo's family, like um, both coming out of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. both coming from the same neck of the woods and, and growing up similar. Like he's, he's a couple years older than me. He got me by like, 10 years mm-hmm. but um pretty much what happens is um you bump heads you you start to run into these people when you from brooklyn right. so i used to run into him a lot and i remember emailing him a long time ago like, y'all want to rap with you and he was like you know um because i see you out here constantly i'll do a feature for the low <laughs> so it ended up me you know getting a paid feature in the beginning but then i kept hitting him like yo look listen to this listen to this yo how you feel about this record and then 
it became really like a friendship or a brotherhood oh, like yeah. where he was like yo coaching me through it like yo do this do that this is gonna help you get looks like yo you fire bro but here's what you gonna have to do to get to get your name out here in these streets yeah I heard and, and, and making sure that I focus on the music. Yeah, her Sky Zoo's big with that, man. I, I talked to a lot of artists he's worked with, <laughs> and he's always uh, a kind of a mentor, which is cool. Yeah, he's a stand up dude. Like he 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 don't got a big ego. He's the type of person that he know helping you ain't gonna give his shine. Right. So he's always been super helpful, super considerate, super like big hearted. And um, you work with him once, and it's not it's not like a transaction. It's like yo, he cares about your craft. Right. So. He took me under the wing and pretty much told me, like, yo, make sure the music is always first and just focus on that. Everything else, take care of yourself. Don't get caught up in the game. Right. And um, just him being him, you know, it led to me, like, pushing harder to, you know, get the people I wanted on my project. Yeah. You know, pushing harder to put out the right kind of music. And um, everybody that was featured... I met in different capacities. So yeah. Skazoo was from around the neighborhood. And I think that's Kuali, good. I think that's good. What, what, the, the great thing about Skazoo is he's been consistent for a long time. So listen mm-hmm. to what he has to say. That That's a good thing, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, he's been doing it for a long time. A long time and doing it right. Right. And like he, he's his own boss and he gets to answer to himself. Right. Because he's made his own rules and his own blueprint. Yeah. And um, I, I found that to be very respectable. So getting to meet him and work with him, we like on our like we talk about everything. We both fathers. We both, we both have that's kids. Right, that's right. Very like, young I, I kids too. Yeah, yeah. He, our kids are like literally like two, three months apart. Wow, congrats! So we we talk about fatherhood. Uh, we talk about having black kids in America. We talk mm-hmm. about all the all the real conversations. Right. And we both give like parenting advice and stuff. It's like a good a good friendship. Yeah. And yeah. then I could look around and say I'm I'm cool with Kwali because right. um I got good friends like Bishop Lamont and Razcast who cl- who connect the dots for me and that's and right made that happen and you and you and you got a song on, on the album called Signs where you you collab with Talib and Joel Ortiz yeah yeah. Are you reading my mind? Go inside my inner thoughts and stay in touch with the world. Yeah. Are you seeing the signs? Whether or not it's first sight, like falling in love with a girl. Ooh. We are, we are the night I'm on my grind. Uh. The sun is still shine while they clutching their pearls. Now nah, we never cast before the swine. You stuck in this world to the trap, make you spill that wine. Back. <laughs> I'm king of this castle. You thirsty for them designer drugs inside of them capsules. <laughs> now as far as these raps go, they everywhere like the signs seen by the black crows. Niggas kicking coke, raps from the crack era Make me wanna go back to the fact checkers Make me wanna throw back like a classic record Old school, grab a tool like Black and Decker Seeing the sign Reading my mind Seeing the sign Or you reading my mind Hey Seeing the sign Or you reading my mind Seeing the signs, reading your mind, seeing the signs Life's gonna pass you by If you don't recognize The signs The signs Life's gonna pass you by If you don't recognize The signs The signs The 
sign. I never walk around blind, I keep my eyes wide. Play the game and never catch me from the sidelines. Every day I put in work without a time card. The scene changed similar to a montage. Skin tone keep you on the wrong side of the law. Pigmentation divided and conquered us all. The media just shares the mediocre. And real heroes just do it for the culture. Read my mind and realize I'm a visionary, revolutionary. They want me in the cemetery. When you at the root, like Mr. Schrader, you fly, they be quick to swatch you. And as I see you're lurking on the wall, my people are fighting withdrawal. Social networks keeping us distracted, and pharmacies making mutants out the masses. Put on your glasses, uh, get a clear view. If you ain't got a dollar, they can't hear you. These are lessons to prepare you. Shonda Rhimes tried telling y'all America's a scandal. And as I see destruction on the day to day, my key takeaway is that I gotta make a way. And if I plant seeds, I wanna see them grow. Teach them all I can before I go. If you don't recognize the signs, the signs, life's gonna pass you by if you don't recognize. The signs, the signs, the signs Trendsetter, no vendettas Just trying to keep my pen better than whoever's supposedly most clever Hip-hop, the you I write this cold letter Dear boom, bap, rap, break dancers and dope levers Turntable originators and poem spreaders Thank you for taking me under your wing Making me one of your kings I'm as humble as a bumblebee in spring But try to come for my honey, I sting Business as usual, I view from a child's window And the project is brutal and foul Somehow beautiful, wow Same park I lost a friend I made a brother in Same building they piss in, took my mother in I'm from where we forced to learn from mistakes you can't edit Taught to secure the bag and not the good credit Every man for they self, it's all a competition Not together in the pot and still no pot to pissing Some pray, some walk around like God is missing Television making it hard to be optimistic Even with everything on tape We seeing that yellow tape, there's no match for the red tape Guess that's why we feel like we stuck Fill up a cup and drink the pain away then throw it back up Yuck Guess that's why we feel like we stuck Take a few puffs and blow the pain away And roll it back up If you don't recognize The signs The signs Life's gonna pass you by If you don't recognize The signs The signs The signs Seeing the signs Reading my mind Walk around blind, seeing like the signs. Eyes wide, eyes wide. Are you reading my mind? Signs. Seeing the signs. Read my eyes wide. Are you reading my mind? I, I never walk around blind, seeing like the signs. Reading my mind. Seeing the signs. Signs. Yeah, Joel Ortiz is that man. Like, um, he just came off the cuff and was like, "Yo, I like the record." Let's wow, go. that's dope. So. A lot of times you don't know until you reach out. Like I just kept reaching out with the records. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I knew Beanie Siegel for like five years. Wow. I knew Beanie Siegel for like five years, and I just waited. And a lot of times I I would know these people, but I wouldn't ask for the feature. I just waited and waited. Wait until the right time. Yeah. And I kind of got it, so I wanted them to like enjoy the music. Yeah. Once I started seeing that people enjoy what I was doing, then it made sense to ask them to be a part of it. Right, right, right. And 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 on that song, signs, right? Um. How how do you how do you stay like vigilant and how do you stay cognizant of the life lessons? You know what I'm saying? Because that's kind of I feel like <laughs> what that song's all about, man. Like you really do it like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
you, when you come from negative stuff, you got two choices. You either give into it or you either like set your own path to not fall victim of the pitfalls and the, you know, the, the crazy shit. Like when you, I seen so much crazy stuff growing up. It was like, yo, do you want to be part of this? Right. Be a victim of this? Or do you want to let this be something that builds your character? Mm. And, um, I don't know like how I got so blessed to be able to, um, to foresee things and to know, like, if I continue to be like everybody else, I'll be like everybody else. Right. Or I can break the mold. And yeah, I'm not going to be popular. Yeah, I'm not going to be cool. Yeah, I'm going to be looked at crazy. But that's only short term. Right. Because when you make it and people looking at you, it's like, oh, I see why he did that. People don't usually understand in the beginning. When you see the stairs, they see the elevator. <laughs> right, right, right. And you know what? I mean... I kind I kind of envy you, man. At at such a young age, <laughs> just doing that, I was a knucklehead. <laughs> but for you to have I, that, I got lucky, bro. I, yeah. I got seven siblings, so uh, I seen brothers mess up. Got you. So All I right. got to see my brothers mess up. I got to see, and then I seen others behind me watching me. So because mm. I knew I had people watching me, mm-hmm. I tried to be a good example. And because I had people that was messing up before me, mm. I got to see what would happen if I made that mistake. So the balance helps. Oh Being yeah, the seven. I'm right in the middle. I was the oldest, so I'm I'm the pioneer. Of everything. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, yo, you 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 had to make all of them. That's right. Yeah, your, your siblings is happy. Though. That's you right. They they straight you know? man. They're straight and narrow man. <laughs> <You know what? laughs> that, that, I think that's huge. I I take all of this stuff as a blessing because it could have been so many other ways, right. and I could have been out here doing so many other things on my time. Absolutely, but. The, that awareness that I don't know where it came from, I right. it's a gift from God, right. but um, that awareness kept me going. Yeah. And um, I was just happy to be able to be on a track with both of those dudes and hold my own. I know like, you did. I, I have really did. Yeah. I was like, I'm not rewriting the verses. So mm. literally, I would write my verse first and send them my verse. Uh. So everybody got to hear my verse ahead of time, pretty much. And I'm not hearing their verse till after the fact. Why do you do that? So part of it was um. I, I, I want I, I believe in my pen. Mm. So I want to trust myself and I'm like, yo, I know I, I I could write and I know I know like I got something to say. I'm like, either either they gonna smoke me or either it's gonna be real close. Right. But I never felt like um never felt like I need to rewrite anything. I'm like when I wrote the song I felt this way. This is what I felt, this is what I was mm. feeling, this was my truth. Right. can take that away from me. And I kind of had a feeling I was like, um I'm from Brooklyn. I'm I'm kind of like how uh, guys used to say. He's like, I'm from, you from be from Brooklyn. So pretty much anybody um gonna track with us, they got to compete with us. We, we already <laughs> yeah. Like think about it. All the greats come from Brooklyn. Absolutely. Jordan's from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Jo- Biggie's from Brooklyn. Like yo, we we claim everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so um, being from Brooklyn, we have this sense of confidence. Like I'm the best person on my shit. Even right. if you think you're the best. <laughs> so. Even if I get on a song with Black Thought, I'm going to have that kind of confidence. Like, mm-hmm. Black Thought is lyrically to me the best, but I'm going to feel like I could be right there sparring with him. Like, I spar, I spar with Beanie, and I was like, ooh, let's go. Yeah, you like, got I didn't expect that to be close. And you got to join on there with Beanie called They Don't Know. we 
open knocks on your block, trying to spot, send the swat. You get got, that's the plot. You get knocked, then you rot, sing the blues. It's nothing new, kids glued to the tube. Getting fed was far from the truth. See, the scene ain't all that it seems. Squandering your dreams for the keys, open your two eyes, see the world, and prepare for the task. A marathon, these printers won't last. Okay, dodging the opposition. You gon' need some faith and some optimism. When all you got you is about to pissin'. They not gon' listen, they just know what they know. Know where to go, friends turned into foes. Gotta stay up on your toes, stay off for the radars. Stack paper while out stepping, investigators. Gots to be major, how our mamas made us. Be spectators, laugh now, cry later, later. I don't think that they really know, that they really know. No, 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 they don't really know what we're talking about. That they really know, no, no, no They don't really know what we're talking about They don't really know what we're talking about It's a thick plot, no Hitchcock It get hot when ducking these Wait in they dungarees Thin line between the standouts and the wannabes All after the money trees Plenty turn green like the money be This is what it is on the block that I come from Bums in the slums for the crumbs, get them guns drum. There's a war going on, no man is safe from. No matter if you 5-5 five, five, or if you 8-1, you could get A from. The many motives of a man was in a small mind, small crime, call it micromanagement. It's damaging the media, pants at the store advantage. Trying to take advantage, my people are just scrambling in the pocket. Gotta get that first quarterback, gotta do more than rap. I spit scripture without religion, give hope without prescription. Me, I'm making a difference to anyone that'll listen. Let's get lifted. I don't think that they really know, that they really know. No, 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 they don't really know what we're talking about. They don't really know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they really know, that they really know. No, 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 they don't really know what we're talking about. They don't really know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. In and out of institutions, an empty fridge and make a nigga ruthless. 38 is what a nigga shootin' No shells, gotta make him prove it Three-man seller, make a nigga lose it This is what a nigga used to Powder milk, free cheese, beans, and rice mills What you don't eat, the mice will Kerosene, I'm boiling water to break the night's chill Life real when it's pay the heat or the light bill Take it how I give it, and get it how I live it Surviving in the slums to make it out is the mission Young mother strong on government assistance Enslaved the minimum wage, this ghetto vicious Listen, the new plantation of prison system The new war on drugs is opiate addiction They used to run in banks like we just want the bills Now they run in pharmacies like we just want the pills Ew. I don't think that they really know That they really know No, no, no They don't really know what we're talking about They don't really know what we're talking about Yeah, yeah I don't think that they really know That they really know No, no, no How did that one come about? You said you're waiting and you had you had his number or you had the contact for a while, but what made you decide to pull the trigger on that one? 
So I, I, I like I just knew when I when I made the record. Um, so I literally um got influenced by most Def got. So when I say cops and drops with binocs on your block, yeah, like pretty much I started that because I'm listening to God. He's like God. This is how you get got. Mm. So I started rounding with God. So mm-hmm. I'm like, cops and drops with Bernard on your block. You get got, you know. So I just took the vibe from that song. Mm. And I was just spitting. I'm like, yo, this is it. But I'm like, I need somebody who's gritty. And then I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, yo, only like three people I, I really going to spit with on this. And, um, well, four people. The original person was supposed to be Kwali. Mm. And, um... I really want to call it bad. Like I heard the song and I was like, Oh, me and Kwali are killers. <laughs> but, um, at the time I didn't know Kwali was going to be on the album. It, it wasn't, it wasn't. Uh, right. So I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I don't know. So I'm writing the song and I'm like, yo, I want black thought, but I don't know black thought right, right. right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, black thought will kill it. Then it came down to the two people I knew. I was like, my two options. I got, um, I know beans. And I'm like, um, who was the other person? And I, and I, and I want Scarface. Wow. And I was like, and you know Scarface? Scarface. What? Okay. Nah, I emailed them, and um, I wasn't getting no hit back. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, and I seen he was like touring and stuff, doing all the shows. Mm. So I was like, I don't know if I can make it happen. Right. So I was just like, let me try Bean's email. Right. I'm like, I had this for a while. We talked a couple times, but let me try it. So. I had I, I just like literally sent the record over. I was like, yo, I got this record. Check it out. I didn't say I wanted a feature. And he was like, yo, can I FaceTime you? Oh, word. So he hits me up on FaceTime. He said, yo, I hear the pain in your voice. I'm you telling the truth. That's your story. It's like, yo, I feel like. And then he starts like rapping on FaceTime. He's like in and out of institutions. Hmm. And he just starts spitting like part of the verse. Yeah. He was like, and, and, He's been removed from rap because of some health issues. Right. So he's kind of like, you, you I can tell he felt it. Yeah. So he's like, yo, um, what you trying to do with this record? I'm like, trying to get on this record? He's like, yeah, send it to me. Send me the, send me the session. So I send him the session. And I follow up a couple of times. I don't hear nothing. I follow up. I'm not hearing nothing. He FaceTimed me a couple of times. Like, yo, I'm in the studio. I'm going to make it happen. But I'm not hearing nothing. And literally, I'm about to rap the album, and then right. he's like, send, send it over the verse right now. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm selling it. Yeah, and it, that's how it be. Literally, I never thought he would like like the song, jump on the song. It's dope, you man. You never know. It's a really dope song. Uh, unfortunately, his voice isn't the same, but you can still feel the passion, and his lyrics is... And you can hear the verse. The you can hear the verse is fire. Yeah. So, so what, what are some... What, when, we, when you hear the chorus, I really don't think they know what we're talking about what are you guys trying to let us know so like we um three things um one black people always speak in code mm-hmm. like either we speak in ebonics or we spe- we, um, we had we had codes when we were enslaved mm-hmm. we had codes when we were you know trying to make sure that people couldn't catch what we're talking about right. like we always had our own flavor our own dialogue our own lingo so the outsiders don't know what we're talking about they don't know this, this this story. They don't know this pain. They don't know none of these things we're talking about mm-hmm. because they don't live it. Right. So, one, it's an identity thing. Two, they very much don't know, you know, our struggle, our pain, our plight. So, they don't, like, younger kids don't know what the older kids are talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, old has always talked like, you know, y'all don't know nothing. Y'all, y'all ain't been through nothing. Right. Like, we always look at the older generation 
Yeah, really good to know they can't work their life. You know know how your parents talk to you and how their parents talk to them. So it's just that thing that we do of habit. We always think we had it harder. Right. Right. That's true. So so that's one of the things right there. Like, it was the old folk kind of line. Like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You don't know nothing about this boy. And that's cool Uh, because he's, you can kind of consider him the older generation. You're the younger generation. And y'all exactly. are really talking. You guys are kind of mashing, kind of saying the same thing, but at the same time, there could be a disconnect. But that was dope how y'all did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then what he talked about, he was like, we used to talk about robbing banks and getting the bills, but now the pharmacies, you know, we trying to get the pills. Right. Like, literally, like, these young kids don't know. Like, we used to look at base heads and, and, and junkies and crackheads like uh, it was a problem. Right. Like, you got clowns for being a base head. Mm-hmm. And now you do drugs and it's cool, it's glorified. Right. So y'all don't know what we're talking about because the disconnect is totally different. We, don't, mm. we, didn't, we didn't accept that. Hmm. Right. So let's, let's talk about some things outside your music. You know the show is called Books, Beats, and Beyond. So mm-hmm. what books are you reading? Articles? Um, or, or is there any books or articles that had like a big impact on your life? So the the biggest book that had an impact on my life was a book called The Giver, the Giver. Um, by Lois Lowry. Okay. The Giver. Okay. I, I love this book because um, they they all lived in a society where they couldn't feel emotion stuff, mm. and the one person had emotion, and he like left the community because if he left the community, they would all get like emotion. They would all be unlocked. They would all be able to feel what he feel. They'd be able to see in color. They'd be able to know the despair and his love, his emotion. See, I love the book because. I feel like we live in a desensitized time right now yeah. where um, people don't know how to feel because we're told to take pills, take this, take that. Like nobody's having talks about mental health or about yeah. enjoying your emotions or going through your emotions. We just try to tell people to get away from their emotions. Right. So I always felt that book had a bigger impact. And I was in like fourth grade when I first read it. Mm. But to this day and age, I feel like the book is very relevant. And it, I think it really helps you because you could tell in your, and which you're just your, your, as you as an artist, you are a giver. You give your, mm-hmm. you give your thoughts. I mean, honest thoughts. You don't care if, how people feel about your thoughts and, and you really try to spread positivity, which is, you know, that needs to come back to this game. So, so let me ask you this other question. Uh, what three albums and or songs had the biggest influence on shaping who you are today? Um, biggest songs or albums. I'll, I'll go albums personally. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, I think whole bodies of work have, have done a, a huge thing for me. I will go with, um, huh, this is hard. Kanye graduation. Okay. Kanye graduation. Um, Give Richard Die Trying, 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with um, Miss Education of Lauren Hill. Oh, yeah. Lauren Hill's been a big one whenever I interview people. That one right there. My, th- my thing with her is it's so complicated because the body work is so amazing. Yeah. But everything after has kind of like tarnished a great thing. I know, right? Like, and you were just talking about mental health, man. Like, she's a prime example of that. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i mean it's almost like the ones that are so deep with their music end up cracking like i i gotta say it, kanye he this mental mm-hmm. health all day and he, you know he's he's a genius for what he Yo. does and the same with Lauren Hill. He, he be saying some wild <laughs> stuff man <laughs> but then look at it outside of music look at like um, robin williams exactly Somebody who can make everybody happy but right going through the most 
right. and nobody could ever know. Right. Look at um, look at Don Cornelius. Yeah. Dude did soul training. People were able to dance their ass off every 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 day, mm-hmm. and this dude can't take it no more. Right. So we live in a world where the people that are giving you the most love and the most you know, the most things to be happy about are the ones that's usually suffering. Like, right. I like to see we all like sacrificial lambs. Right. Like even even myself, like think about it. You don't know what a lot of these artists go through. Look at Andre two thousand. Yeah, you don't um he, he he gives away all his great music, but he's fighting his own demons and yep. he's doing super self critical of himself. Mm-hmm. And um it's just you never know. You never know. So with that being said, I like to say to anybody listening um, check on your strong friends. Yes, check on and your strong friends. Don't put friend. nothing past nobody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man. Everybody's going through something. You you getting caught up with your bills and life is kicking you in the ass, but everybody going through something. Yes, please. So don't, don't be so caught up in your situation right. and you forget that other people are going through their situations. Right, and please don't look at social media. Those people really aren't happy, man. <laughs> it's all man. It's, it's perception. It's per- like, yeah. of the people are happy. It's all fake, yeah. and don't get caught up in the numbers. Please, um, you can have a hundred followers or a hundred thousand followers. It ain't gonna make your life much different. Like, don't get caught up in the numbers. We all people. Exactly. So, so what? What do you want people to mainly take away from black privilege? Um, just be proud of where you're from, even if you're not black. Be proud of who you are. Be right. proud of your identity. Um, know yourself and know what you stand for. And if you have beliefs, be firm with them and stick with them. But also be open-minded enough to learn and educate yourself. But I think it ultimately goes back to being firm with who you are. Like, you don't got nothing to prove to nobody. We all breathe the same air. We all live the same life. And we all have the same, you know, opportunities in a day. So you make the most out of your time. Make the most out of who you are. And be true to yourself. Yeah. Well, I want to say you definitely, we can tell you're true to yourself when it comes to the music. And I think that just exudes on other people. And that's why I think you're able to work with some, some of these great people like that. And I think this is going to continue. You're going to continue. You, you are a rising star. And I just want to say, keep doing what you do. And I just want to say, thank you so much for coming on Books, Peace and Beyond, man. I mean, I'm so happy to be a part of this. Um, Thank you for inviting me. Yo, Books, Beat and Beyond. Yo, we're doing great things out here. And um, any way I could ever support, help, or show love to the platform, you got it, man. Like, it's all about helping each other. It don't hurt not one ounce to, to help other people shine and bring other people, you know, to different platforms. And we got to all support each other. Like, I'm not one to just talk it. I want to really live that life. Like, my thing is, it don't hurt to give other people opportunities to, you know, to flourish and grow. We all trying to do the same thing, and I ain't better than nobody else. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Ace Clark about his album titled Black Privilege. That man right there, the positivity he exudes is what we really need in hip-hop again, man. I mean, we need to bring this kind of music back. Uh, we, we I like what's out there, but we need that balance. We need these kind of artists that... that show a different show us in a different light and um if you like what you heard please click on the links and go ahead and and support and support ace clark man and while you're in there go ahead and click on the itunes link to subscribe rate and leave a review the more of you that do that the more people will start to recognize books beats and beyond and we can build this family okay and so until next time let's read listen Explore.